In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. For those joining us online from home, we thank you for being here with all of us today in worship. We pray that you're well, and we wish you Kronyo Pala. As we come to the end of the Pentecostadion, or the 50 days following Pascha, we await the coming of the Holy Spirit, and we are given a chance to reflect on the earthly ministry of Christ and what is to come. The work of Christ on earth has been completed, as he says in today's gospel. I have glorified you on earth, the Father, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. With all the promises fulfilled in Christ, we now await the coming of the Holy Spirit, who is the fulfillment of all the work of Christ and the promise that Christ has for us when he says, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The Holy Spirit is his advocate, the Spirit of Truth that is promised to us. Next week, we will be singing, We are celebrating Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, the appointed time of the promise and the fulfillment of our hope. Tinepomeni evdomada tha tragodume pentecostin e ortazumen ke pnevmatos epidemian ke prothesmian epangelias ke elpidos simplirosin ke to mysterion oson. In the second part of today's gospel, we see that Jesus is taking a moment to pray to the Father for his people. He is asking for intercessions on our behalf. And following this intercessory prayer is the coming of the Holy Spirit. So following the intercessory prayer, following intercessory prayer, the Holy Spirit comes, which we know is Pentecost next week, and we will be celebrating. Christ prays eternally to his Father on behalf of us all. This gospel lesson shows us the power of this intercessory prayer. In a similar sense, when we pray, we emulate Christ, and the Holy Spirit works in us and in those that we are praying for. It's in this act of intercessory prayer that we are united to the Holy Trinity, to the body of the Church, and to one another, as Christ says in today's Gospel, that they may be one as we are one. Praying for another is a sacrificial act. We emulate Christ when we do this genuinely, and further, we allow for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and transform our lives and the lives of others. Back in 2014, I was blessed to be able to visit Mount Athos for the first time in my life, a trip that I remember vividly to this day. I recall one evening in particular. As the sun was setting, I was seated on a balcony enjoying a cold, iced sweet tea and watching the waves crash into the rocks with Father Zosimas, who is an American monk at the Monastery of San Ofondos. We had talked about a great deal of things that evening, but Father said one thing to me that has stuck to me to this very day. We were discussing the act of genuine intercessory prayer when he turned to me and said sharply, to pray for another person 
is to allow the sword that pierces his heart to pierce yours, for your blood to pour out and mix with his, for all of his agony and suffering to enter into your being. When you've made the other person's pain truly your pain, only then can you begin to pray for him. What a powerful statement. When you've made the other person's pain truly your pain, only then can you begin to pray for him. So my question for us today is how intentional are we in our everyday prayers? Do we genuinely ask the Holy Spirit to intercede in our life and the lives of others? There are certainly moments I do not. Maybe we're asked to pray for someone and we say, sure, no problem. Then we don't follow up on that promise. There may be moments we pray for someone, but our mind is distracted thinking about the next thing we have to do today in our busy schedules. Maybe we say a quick prayer for that person, then the next thing that comes out of our minds or our thoughts is something vile or judgmental against another. How are we to pray for other people when we have already judged them in our hearts? If there is someone we don't get along with, we are called to especially pray for that person. When we pray for that person, it not only affects them, but also softens our heart with the help of the Holy Spirit working in us also. When you've made the other person's pain truly your pain, only then can you begin to pray for him. Is this not exactly what Christ accomplished through his earthly ministry, both figuratively and literally? As a recap of the past few weeks, he healed the blind man. He interacted with the Samaritan woman who nobody wanted to talk to, and he healed the paralytic. There's absolutely no greater intercessor than Christ who made himself manifest among us, who knows the hearts of all and gave himself up as a sacrifice for our suffering and our sin. Christ himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. If we pray as Christ prays, we allow the Holy Spirit to move in us, restoring trust and communion between people. The Holy Spirit is not the spirit of competition, but the spirit of love, the spirit of self-offering, and the spirit of sacrifice. In genuine prayer, virtues are formed, envy and anger are suppressed, pride is restrained, and the Holy Spirit is drawn into the soul and raises us to heaven. I pray that we may glorify God on earth and that we have the courage and discernment to genuinely empathize and pray for all those that are suffering in our lives so that we make room for the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. Amen. As we've come to our last Sunday here at St. John's, Nikki and I just wanted to express our thanks and love to you all for your support and patience and growth throughout the years. Um, we love you all very much, and looking out to empty pews is, is not easy, because if it were up to us, we would, we would want to be here and, and give all of you a big hug and, uh, 
and thank you for personally for all that um, all that we've been through and for all your support and love. But unfortunately, we're going to have to put that off until all this is over, like Father said. So it is a moment of Harmulipi, and um, we look forward to the to when we'll be able to come back and to see you all in person and uh, to serve the liturgy here once again. And again, thank you all a million times over. Thank you especially to Father Ted and the parish council for being an amazing mentor and uh, spiritual guide in our lives. And um, we just ask that you please keep us in your prayers moving forward because it's kind of crazy to be moving in the middle of all this with you know, the logistics of it and the pandemic going on. So uh, please keep us in your prayers and you are in ours. And please forgive us if we've offended you or hurt you in any way. We love you all very much. Thank you. Sebastian, thank you for your beautiful words in your sermon and most especially for your beautiful words of love and deeds that you and Nikki have done with us all over these past couple of years. It has been a true joy. Our Sunday school students who are watching now, but who are also waiting, uh, in a few moments we're going to join them by Zoom in order for them to express their love to you as well. But our Sunday school students especially um, will miss and feel your absence because you have taught them, you have loved them, and by your example, they have grown in Christ. Additionally, all of the uh, young adults and people who have been embraced into the faith over the past couple years and young couples getting married, you have spent uh, a beautiful time mentoring and loving and teaching them. And so they especially as well, as will all of us feel and miss you uh, among us. But we are joyful that you are moving on and that the Lord has called you to be ordained into the Holy Priesthood, and we will be praying for you. In order to make sure that you come back in the fall, uh, on behalf of the Parish Council and the Philoptohus and all of us, uh, we have ordered a set of vestments for you, a priestly set of vestments, as a gift of our love and respect to you as you begin your ministry. But we're not going to give them to you until you come back. So if you want the vestments, you're going to have to come right. back. And then hopefully so by much. the time you come back, we will not only be able to be together in church, but hopefully by then we'll be able to give you a hug and an embrace and thank you in person. So may God bless you. Banda Axios, we will be praying for you in two Sundays. Because the ordination is yeah. in two Sundays from today. So we will be especially praying with you on that Sunday as you are ordained. God bless you. Banda Axios. Thank you so much, Father.